Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to After the Fact. Good day and welcome to After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clermarth's Community Radio. I'm your host, John Nolan, and well, as with every episode in this series, we are focusing on a country tonight and we'll be revealing what that country is in the next few moments. However, let us go and meet the teams who will be taking on the quiz questions tonight. So in front of me now, I have an entire blue team. For once. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go and meet them for the third week in a row. We know, are graced with the presence yeah, of... I, won't, I promise you'll be here next week. Mr. Andrew Newman. <laughs> Hello, Andrew. Hi, John. John, again. Andrew, uh, you have had in that previous two weeks... I know. ...a very impressive win and I know. Uh, a pretty I know. big defeat. I know. <laughs> so Last week was accidental. I shouldn't have been here, but I was. You just walked into the firing line big I time did. last week. I did, yep. So let's see how you how this little run of three will... Big end grand, up. big grand, big grand. They were just warm-ups, right? They were, yeah. exactly. Now, your teammate tonight uh, is with us, uh, I think, uh, for the third I think, third time this yep. series, Mr. James Bonson. Good Hello, James. Hello, John. How are you? And you've come down and actually joined us this evening, James. Thanks for doing that. Uh, yeah, no, it's all right. Yeah. How are you feeling about your chances tonight? Um, pretty good, yeah. I'm, I'm on a high. I've just been to the Netherlands, family holiday, for the last two weeks, where we applied all that Dutch knowledge that we got in after the fact to the Netherlands a few weeks ago. Um... <laughs> Yeah, it's very good. Okay. I'm glad that came in handy. Yeah, it's very really useful. Why? Did you go to Eindhoven, for what? instance? I or? did. We landed at Eindhoven. Oh, there you go. You that see? came up. It's brilliant. Speed um, skating, I also remember. Oh, that, that is. I don't remember now. Why bother, you know, picking up a Lonely Planet guide when you can listen to After the Fact for your I, relevant I hope country? everybody finds the show that useful. Exactly. Okay, on we go to meet the red team, who are both coming to us tonight live from the Galway studio. Uh, so say hello to red team number one, who is going to be Michal tonight. Good evening, Michal. Oh, welcome to Galway Studio, beautiful downtown Nakakara. What's the view like out the Velux window tonight? Uh, it's kind of great, to be honest. It's like getting a bit windy. Well, how are you feeling about... Uh, can you follow in your missus' footsteps from last week? Big win? Uh, no, as a gentle is it usually a good response to that one. Okay, all right. And uh, your teammate tonight, uh, making his second appearance this season, Mr David Finn. Good evening, David. Good evening, everyone. Uh, good evening, listeners. Good evening, the good folk of Claire Morris. Uh, good to be look be broadcasting to the homestead. Thankfully, we don't have another David on the teams tonight, so I don't get that whole confusion thing going on that we had last time you were on. Uh, I think we, we we knew who we were talking about. They, they, we knew who we were talking about. Um, uh, Dave knew who you were referring to him, and I knew you were referring to me. It was you who got confused. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm totally. Pers- I'm just speaking from my own point of view. Absolutely, here that I'm glad there's only one David on tonight. That's my opinion. Right, let's go and meet the final member of our team. It is, of course, our robot scorekeeper, Clancy, and he's going to tell us uh, the topic of tonight's show. Good evening, Clancy. Good day, everyone. This week's show is all about France. Bon chance. What? Bon can? <laughs> bon can? Bon chance, he said, which is oh, a bon very bon bad pronunciation of oh. French. All oh, right, okay, thanks. So he wishes you all the best of luck. Merci, Clancy. Merci, Clancy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> OK, on we go. We're starting with uh, round number one. That's a multiple choice round. This is an even numbered show, which means we're starting with the blue team tonight. You can decide who's going first there. Chaps, 
Whoever is in gets asked a question with three possible answers. If they can give me the correct answer on their own, they get two points for their side. If they need to confer with their teammate, that's fine, but they will only earn one point. And if they give me a wrong answer, the other two options will be offered across to decide who can confer and win one point, potentially a one-point bonus. Right, so who's going first, Blues? Uh, I will. James, this is for you. So, metropolitan France, also known as European France or mainland France, is the part of France that is in Europe. It is often referred to by which nickname that is also the name of a shape? Which of these is a nickname for metropolitan France? Is it A, the square, B, the circle, or C, the hexagon? Well, given the vague shape of France, I mean, you look on the map, it looks reasonably blocky. You wouldn't say it's more hexagonal, would you? You'd say square. I'm going with square. You're going with square. <laughs> oh, why'd you do that? Well, I genuinely oh. believe it was right, Andrew, obviously. I'm not going to go for what I believe is a wrong there's one. A crack, there's cracks emerging in the boot team already. Okay. Oh, look, we just sit, sit back here and let, let you pay that <laughs> So over we go to the Reds. We might get a one-point bonus here. What yeah. shape is used as a nickname for France? Your remaining options are the circle or the hexagon. That'll be a hexagon, John. Exactly. A hexagon, John. It doesn't look James. hexagonal. You know, with the whole thick enough space. It doesn't look square. It doesn't look square either, dude. <laughs> it's more square than hexagonal. Right. Uh, okay. Uh, I Listen, James. The red, don't listen to the red team now. They're only trying to solve the seeds of this. I, I just discard. listened to the, the UK uh, podcast from last week where, you know, they came up from 6-0 behind. So, yeah, you know, that's no my method for this. Right. Say. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cross we go. Who's going first on the red team? Yeah, Pippi. Michal. The Old Alliance Trophy, uh, whose name is a reference to a 13th century treaty, is a trophy in rugby union awarded to the winner of the annual Six Nations Championship match between France and which other country? Your options are A, Italy, B, England, or C, Scotland. Going straight to confer town. Okay. So yourself and David. It's definitely not. It's not. I think mm. the France, the Italy wins the Garibaldi trophy. I think they just punch each other in the street for England. And given it's old, I would <clears> say <throat> Scotland. Okay. Scotland. Scotland. Correct for one point. Never played Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the Old Alliance was a treaty signed between the kingdoms of France and Scotland way back in the 13th century. And uh, the trophy that was uh, introduced in recent years for the game between France and Scotland has taken that name. Okay, Andrew, your yes, question. Me. Okay, cool. The Fifth Republic, France's current republican system of government, was established by Charles de Gaulle under the constitution of the Fifth Republic in 1958. Which of the preceding four republics of France is the only one to have lasted longer than the regime, the current regime, 61 years. So uh, the, I'm going to give you some options here. I'm going to say first is A, B is third, or C is fourth. Which of those is the only one of the other republics of France to have been longer than the 61 years of the current Fifth Republic? I should have known this because I realise they have five republics and I always wondered why the hell there is these numbered versions. Because uh, there's a monarchy as well, obviously. Okay, well, this is going to be a guessing game. So I'm going to refer to my You're good colleague sensibly. Conferring. I, I yes, wonder okay. why you were talking at me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so which of the previous republics of France mm. is the only one that has got, lasted, that lasted longer than the current regime 61 years? Your options are mm. A, the first, B, the third, or C, the fourth. Okay. I was thinking that... Uh, me the too, third the third as well, yeah. 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 
Okay, so third. Third, and you're right. That's correct. Yes. I wasn't sure. I was. I wanted to say that, but I. I, The Third Republic lasted from 1870 to 1940, so 70 years. Mm. The First Republic was 1792 to 1804, 12 years. And the Fourth Republic was very quite short-lived, 1946 to 1958. The Second Republic only lasted about two years before Louis Napoleon decided, hey, we need an empire again. That's right, yeah. Okay, you got a point there, so well done. And final question is for uh, David on the red team. David. What was the name of the second president of the French Third Republic? He served from 1875 to 1879, but I'll give you a clue. He was a descendant of a family of Irish immigrants. So was he A, Patrice McMahon, B, Jean Henry, or C, Pascal Hennessy? Oh, I've only heard of one of them, and I think it's wrong to go for him, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be like everybody else. I'm going to play safe and ask Mike. Okay, so you're conferring as well. So between you gentlemen, tell me the name of the second president of the French Third Republic, served from 1875 to 79, a descendant of a family of Irish immigrants. Was he Patrice McMahon? Was he Jean Henry? Or was he, I suppose I should say Jean Henri? Or was he Pascal Hennessy? Almost certain it's the first one. Yeah, it's the only one I've heard of. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, your your question. Uh, We'll go with uh, McMahon. McMahon, and that's the correct answer. Well done. Yes, Patrice McMahon was that uh, French politician. He's also a military leader. Okay, let's go and check the scores after that first round. Blue team one point. Red team three points. That's the score right now. The red team are the lead by three points to one. Shocking. Okay, and we go with round number two. Your podcast's been a bit short. Here is the connections round. In this round, the team that is in will be given two pieces of information. If they can tell me what links... Those two pieces of information to tonight's country, they get three points. They can ask for a third and then a fourth piece of information if they wish, but they'll be playing for two points and one point respectively. A wrong answer at any stage will see all four pieces of info given across to decide who can get a potential one-point bonus. We're starting with the team that's trailing. That's the Blues. Blues. Mm-hmm. Your first two pieces of information are the July Column and Voltaire. Okay. Uh, Voltaire was obviously a... Wasn't he... Um a philosopher? Yeah. That's he was one of them, yeah. Why didn't he write it as well? The July column. And, okay. Are we talking about fifth columnists? Is this a period of time he's talking about? Hardly. Voltaire obviously is in this for a reason, rather than a period of time, if you understand what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yep. So is, is a quick way of saying this, we'll have another clue. <laughs> obviously, yes. <laughs> I have yeah. a feeling it I is. think so, yeah. Okay. We've got the July column. Voltaire and the Marquis de Sade. Ah, the Marquis de Sade. Right here. Okay. What's the story here now? Well, wasn't he the fellow fond of the sadism? Okay. <laughs> fond of it. Fond of it. Didn't he invent it as such? Um, hmm. Will we go for another? Okay. You yeah. Can if you want. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Final clue coming up. We've got the July column, Voltaire. The Marquis de Sade and the 14th of July, 1789. Oh, Bastille, yeah. couldn't be Bastille then. Oh, stop it. Oh, it's only the 14th of July, I know. Yeah. When I saw July Con, I said, it has to be Bastille. And I didn't, it didn't connect until there. And I say, after I said, yeah. Okay, one. so what's your answer? Bastille. The Bastille, and it's correct. Well done. Yes, that former French, uh, it was one-time fortress, then famously a jail. 
And what can we tell about it? Well, it was stormed, famously, on the 14th of July, 1789. Two famous prisoners of it in the preceding... Uh, Marquita said literally the week before had been a prisoner there. And Voltaire, something like uh, 50 years beforehand. Mm. And finally, the July column currently stands in uh, Paris, basically on the site of the corner of the Bastille. I see. Right. Point for you. Well done. Grant. Red team. Yep. You're up and you're getting the coronation of Charles VII and George Bernard Shaw. Okay. GBS. Seventh has gone back to you. Looking, looking back at the fourth, twelfth, thirteenth century. Mm. Seventh, looking any time from certainly before fifteen hundred, but was sure. So, oh, um, I hear a penny dropping. I think there. Get more, but yeah, yeah. Get one more because I'm I'm maybe very very wrong if I go with it now. <laughs> like very wrong. Okay, hit us. Yeah, sure thing. We've got the coronation of Charles the Seventh, George Bernard Shaw, and La Pucelle, P U C E L L E. I think it was John. Yeah, because of Saint John. Yeah, and Charles the Seventh. But was Charles the? I think it was, that's the thirteen hundreds. Was Charles the Seventh? My knowledge of French kings. Pretty pathetic. Well, the, yeah, no, well, we're in the right ballpark. La Pucelle, is that, is that, a, is that a nickname? Is that, I've never heard that mate. It could be. It could be. It could be. Shall we just play it? Because that's the GBS connection. It's a tricky one, I think. It's St. John. But I don't... St. John is not about Joan of Arc. That's the thing. So that's why I was... I'll look. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll take the final clue, John. Okay. We've got the coronation of Charles VII, George Bernard Shaw, La Pucelle and Orléans. Oh, God, yeah, it should have gone from the first one. It's Sean Doc. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh-oh. Joan of Arc is the correct answer there for one point. La Pucelle, John, let, let, us, let, us, let us learn. Uh, La Pucelle is like a French term that means the maid. Mm-hmm. And in France, she would be La Pucelle d'Orléans, would be one of her common names over there. She assisted with and basically brought about the coronation of Charles VII. Uh, during the conflict, uh, during the Hundred Years' War. And what else can we say? George Bernard Shaw's play, St. Joan, is indeed very much about Joan of Arc. And, uh, oh, no, it's Major Barber. Sorry, I got to mix up with Major Barber. I got my two plays mixed up. No worries. Uh, so that was the link there. I think we've got everything. Yeah, and she was obviously... Oh, Major Barleyant is another term for her. Right, point for you. Okay, back over we go. Blue team. We've got Paths of Glory and All You Need Is Love. So we've paths of glory and all you need is love. All you need is love. Okay. The Beatles. Yeah, it was. But wasn't this the first? No, oh, okay. Now this is completely silly. I'll, I'll whisper to you because it might sound stupid if I said it. <laughs> never, Andrew. Never. <laughs> Don't whisper on my mic. <laughs> the sight okay. of Andrew whispering it to James Shut and James up. wearing headphones is yeah, quite an interesting headphones. sight. But, um... What's the first, the first, um, hang on, hang on. Yeah, so nice. That's what I'm thinking. Because isn't that on that? Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh. Right at the start, right oh, at the end. Oh, oh, yes. oh, oh. Yeah, that. Yeah, it is. Okay, it, it is, you're right. Yeah. 
Okay. The, the, oh, oh, well, what were we said? The French national anthem or yeah. La Marseillaise? You said it. La Marseillaise. Marseillaise. Anthem. Yeah. <laughs> Which is surely, you know, the French national anthem. Yes. yes. La Marseillaise, the French national anthem. What happens anthem. to, what's the involvement of La Marseillaise in the... Uh, well, they, what, you want us to do the connections as well? Uh, just, uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> So it appears on... Appears. All you That's need exactly is yeah, appears. Yeah. That's all um, I want. Yeah. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Yes. What I've written down here is depictions, including yeah. La Marseillaise. Ah, yeah. right. Okay. So, uh, Paths of Glory, uh, the 1957 film, I think, starring yes. Kirk Douglas. That uh, theme is uh, La Marseillaise, the uh, opening credits. Uh, All You Need Is Love by The Beatles begins with an excerpt of La Marseillaise. Yeah. Clue 3, which we didn't need, was Casablanca, yeah. a very famous scene in there involving La Marseillaise. And 1812 Overture would have been number four. Oh, you'd have got that one. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> I would have got, it, would have got Casablanca. That's a very famous scene. He did get it. He's got it. So there's no need to yeah. counterfactual. Right. Uh, <laughs> final so question of the round goes to the red team. And here it is. We have Jacques Chirac and Edith Cresson. Cresson is a... No, it's a, prim- it's a president, it's a prime minister, Cresson. Cresson was mid nineties. She was. She was not a president. She wasn't a president. No. Chirac wasn't a president. Was he? Was it? I can't remember if she was a prime minister. If it is, it's another one we're really going to up. But she categorically wasn't a president. She was definitely wasn't a president. But was she a prime minister? What? I can't remember. Was Chirac? Was Chirac a prime minister? Mm. Or. It's not Chirac Mayor, no. Chirac not Mayor, Mayor of Paris. He wasn't, yeah. Was she Mayor of Paris? The uh, name absolutely ring. The name does ring a bell, but it's like yeah. one of those names that you vaguely remember from the mid-90s. Yeah. No, no, I think, but hit next, next bit of info. Next bit, yeah. All right, third yeah. clue coming up. Here it is. Jacques Chirac, Edith Cresson, and Georges Pompidou. Oui, le centre, oui, le centre de Georges Pompidou. Mm. That's annoying now. Yeah, they're all, all yeah. Mm-hmm. Andrew is looking shockingly confident over here. Just going to tell you, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. We have to be very careful, though. <laughs> this is more of that mind games we had earlier. Yeah. Just going back up the table now. Mm. Yeah, hit us. Okay, on the fourth clue. Yeah. Uh, Jacques Chirac, Edith Cresson, Georges Pompidou, and Francois Fillon. François Fillon. François yeah. Fillon. Mm. It's Prime Minister of France. It is, yeah. Yeah, it's Prime Minister of France. It is yeah. Prime Ministers of France. Oh, I can't believe I've gone yeah. three and known them. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. terrible. That's Cresson was the one. Yeah, I couldn't remember Cresson. Right. So Chirac but, was, before he was president, he was Prime Minister of France on two occasions. Yeah. May 74 to August 76, and then March 86 to May 88. Uh, Edith Cresson, the only woman Prime Minister in the history of France. May 91 to April 92. Georges Pompidou was Prime Minister for most of the 60s, April 62 to July 68. And Francois Fillon, a recent enough Prime Minister there, May 2007 to May 2012. Okay, let's go over to Clancy for the scores before we take our first ad break. Blue to five points. Red to five points. All right, we're going to take our ad break and we'll be back in two minutes time. Please do not go away. This, this is After the Fact on Claremont Community Radio. I'm your host, John Nolan. Thank you for joining me. 
tonight. The questions are all about France. And after two rounds, the sides are deadlocked on five points each. They are the blue team of Andrew Newman and James Bonsall and the red team of Michal Coyne and David Finn. So on we go to round number three. This is our favourite round always. This is the music round. And in this round, I will be playing each team two pieces of music and they have to identify the artist and title in all cases except one. There's a classical piece of music in here, so <gasps> I want the title and the composer in that case. And mm. then we'll have two subsequent questions worth a point each. All right, then. So I'll just remain centred to that question. <laughs> we had a coin toss during the ad break and the Reds have won and elected to go first. So for the red team, uh, this is for you. And this is that indeed classical piece of music. All right. Good luck, lads. So I need you to tell me the title of the piece and the composer, please. And thank you. I'd like to name that piece of music there is commonly known by and oh, the composer oh. please no god well it was opera um, <laughs> it was so, opera that's what's about it so I mean French well I assume it was in French there aren't that many there aren't that many operas set in France there's only one but that wasn't by a Frenchman that was La Boheme so it's not La Boheme uh, I don't know any of the operas by the likes of Saint-Saint. I don't think that Ravel did opera. Is it possibly the Habanera from Carmen by Bizet? <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> no, well done. It sure is. Absolutely well done. what it is. Well done. <laughs> that was very well thought out. If pa- Paddy was here last week accusing people of showboating. Uh, that, that, that is, that's Paddy like, Duffy <laughs> is accusing other people of showboating. <laughs> that's what that sounded like to me. That was like, I was going to wander around the hall for a bit. <laughs> Well done, David. That's yeah. correct. It is indeed. Set in Spain. From Set in Spain. No, really, never would have guessed that. What it's been called Set the Habanera, which would is would be funny if that was the very next song. question that's coming up for the lads. Really, yeah, sure he knows it. He knows it anyway. Yes, dive down, lads. Dive down. <laughs> Sorry, John. So, next question. Where's it? Even though the song is known as the Habanera, which would imply Havana, Cuba, uh-huh. in what country is the opera Carmen set? Tell us, lads. Oh no! What did what did Andrew? Andrew I didn't catch it. I, 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 I didn't catch it either. Um, Carmen. No, I tried to. I tried to do it. Think, no, think, think, and it involves bullfighters. But I don't want to go out in the limb. It limit sounds like a name for the bullfighting in most of South America. It's also quite popular in the Basque Southern country. Europe. Think it's Southern Spain. Europe. It's Spain. It is Spain. Yes. <laughs> Above <laughs> Morocco. I don't okay. think that bit of info is going to come up, Andrew, but, you know. All right. <laughs> can, we, can we settle down, please, now? Right, here, course, carry on there, John. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Final question. In what conflict did the composer Georges Bizet join the French army? Uh, for what conflict did he join the French army and begin training? However, the conflict ended before he would see any frontline action. Yeah. Franco-Prussian, but he, was, would he be an old man then to be in the 1840s which you're looking at? Franco-Prussian's you know, one, that makes sense. Okay, play it. I'm going to go this one I'm not so sure about. Franco-Prussian more. Yeah, it's correct. Well done. Yeah, he did sign up a volunteer for the Franco-Prussian war, but uh, he didn't actually get to do any fighting no. before the conflict had ended. All right, that's uh, three out of three there. Well done, Reds. Well done, Reds. 
Come on, Andrew, show us your knowledge. Oh, okay, nice. let's go. Let's, 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 yeah, let's, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping Okay, here's, a, here's a, something a bit different. All right, right John. Uh, so this is a piece of brass band music. Oh, jeez. Oh, but it is a cover version of a famous song as performed by the French army band when mm -hmm. President Macron hosted President Trump. <laughs> for an event. So oh, what right. piece of music is this that the French army band were playing? Okay. I want the original artist and song title, please. Oh, there you go, the crack, the French band. Uh, mm. So what was that and who's it by? You talk. No, no, I don't actually know. Uh, the only thing... <laughs> you're that, dancing a minute ago. Is, is that not the name of it? They were just about to, like, do that. Get Lucky to, by... Get Lucky? Oh, that's not what I've written at all, is no, it? Get Lucky by... Um, death. Dermot. Is it a fella? Or a woman, I listen to dead man? people. This is no good. I know, but <laughs> if we could try and... You know, just work it out a little bit. So gender. If male, you even describe the group, group to James, I'm sure he'll get they it. They are a funk group. Great, brilliant group. Right. And they wear a mask type scenario are on they, their heads. Well, they wear masks. Yeah. And well, they are the called Daft Punk. Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> See, teasing it out. This is, uh, this is the pattern here tonight, apparently. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, that's right. You got to get, get lucky by Daft Punk there. Mm -hmm. Correct. Two subsequent questions. In what year did Daft Punk originally release the song? Oh, this is a Get mega lucky. hit. Wow. Okay. Absolute massive hit, of course. Yeah. Oh, gee, was it 2013 or 14? Or was it even that year? It's slightly more recent. Okay. Saying the man who knows nothing about <laughs> music at all. Let's go with 20. Is this on your head? Let's go 2015. 2015. Um, your head. I'm afraid that's not right. So across mm. we go. Potential bonus for the Reds. I listened to the entire album for a summer, and I can't remember which office I was in. <laughs> so, and it's very specifically, I think I was in a specific office, which would make it 2013. Okay. But I didn't think it was that long ago. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. For some reason, I um, could be horribly wrong. Here. I think it's 2013. Well, the reason is that it is correct. Oh, and, and, like, and Andrew Newman knew that. Specific office. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, yeah. Unlucky oh, blue team. Yeah, okay. It's his fault. You've got one question left. Great. The song's vocalist Pharrell Williams is also the lead vocalist of which other band? He formed the group along with Chad Hugo and his childhood friend Shay Haley. He has another band. He is indeed the lead singer of a band. Oh, there, there's some fun I didn't know. And you look like you really do know this, don't you? No, no, no. Yeah, that's no. what I'm saying sarcastically. So Pharrell Williams. Yes, yeah. Pharrell Williams Pharrell is. Williams, yeah. So you know how I worked at the last, the other question. This is all you. Yeah. I thought he was Irish because for years I thought he was Pharrell. Oh, <laughs> Who were the other fellas? Shay Healy. Shay Healy and <laughs> Chad Hugo. <clears throat> Not famed Irish songwriter Shay Healy. No. Williams, Haley, Haley. Brendan Shine as well, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> No, I was just wondering if we could get anything from their initials. Like, no. No, we can't. Um, any idea? Not sure. No, sorry. Okay, passing it over. 
Okay, we're, we're having a discussion. Okay, yeah, we're good. between two. Who is the other person, John, you mentioned? With, uh, with well? Chad Hugo and Shay Haley are the other members of the group. I'm three members. I, I've seen it's the one video stand up. I think there's three of them in it. They're all on bikes and, and, and cars. I think it's that. I think it's that. All right. Okay, we play it. Okay, I'm going to take the hit on this. If you're wrong, it's NERD. Yes, it is. NERD. Never ends. Never ends. I'll play you a tune of theirs after the show. Great. You can't. There's a child in the audience. They provide her. It's a good tune. N Aster Asterisk. E asterisk R asterisk D. It's very specific. I could give the specific way they spell it. All right, we're over to uh, the red team again for the next piece of music, and here it is. Okay, gentlemen, tell me who that is and what is the song title? Uh, okay, one second. Oh, we're, sorry, there's a lot of silence there. I thought we lost you. <laughs> no, we're not going to say the band because we we're, 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 we just hand them the band. Any idea what the song might be called? For some reason, I've got a girlfriend in my head. I don't know why. It's, I'm, I, I wouldn't mind that. That's reasonably recent. So See, John, John is with it. I'm not. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, um, you see, if we were to get one point, John, would you... I'm not enough to, because I want... I, I'm, I take, think I take, know the band, but take, I can't remember the song. Take the point. Okay, I think it's called Girlfriend by Christine and the Queens. Yeah, that is, oh, that is entirely yeah. correct. You're, you were doubting yourself unnecessarily. Yeah. John, uh, on his uh, Friday show, played that something by her two weeks ago. I did. Uh, yeah. Was it two weeks ago? I think so. Oh, yeah. OK, well, there you go. That's a point for the Reds. That's correct. Yes, that is from just last year, mm. 2018. OK, you've got two subsequent questions, Red Team. What is the real name of the lady behind Christine and the Queens? Uh, no, yeah. no, I'm not a clue. It's not. I know it's not Christine, but that's it. All right, should we just do a straight pass here? Uh, Edith Piaf. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? That's surprisingly not right. I, I'm, I'm stunned. <laughs> okay, cross we go. Bonus time potentially. I know. It sounds a French name out for no reason. Marion Little. <laughs> That's not right either. Okay. Her name is uh, Elwaz Letizier. You told me that two weeks ago as well. Anything to Matthew? No, nothing to Matt Letizier, but good, useful way of remembering her name for again, okay? Yeah. Final question. What was the name of Christine and the Queen's third single released originally in French in 2014? Its 2015 English version led to her breakthrough in the English speaking countries. I think it's called Tilted. Yes, it is. It's called Tilted. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, I would have granted you the French equivalent, which was Christine Simpler. That's what you told us as a fact in your show. <laughs> I'm glad all this is going in, Andrew, and staying. Uh-huh. It's not a shame you didn't well, get the question. To, well, hopefully when you move to the new studio, we'll be able to pick it up with the boosted signal. <laughs> <laughs> Look forward to it. Right. 
final piece of music and it's for the blues and I suppose it's a predictable enough one I should warn you before you answer I'm going to be pedantic yeah uh-huh. good answer. stuff right? I don't so, like pedantism that's well that's tonight it's, it's, it's right up Andrew Street <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with that warning already said mm-hmm. uh, what's that and who's it by okay do you, you might, okay there's there's a father and son so you might say the father's name let's see do you have any idea on the name of the the, the song no Still think, I know the composer, but I don't want to say it, although I'm sure they know it anyway. Oh, sure, let them um, yeah. we're, we're, you're, it's, a, it's a safe bet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I often hear this uh, in a local um, fast food joint as well. My dad used to play this like all through the 80s. This is embedded in my head. Well, okay. clearly Unfortunately, he never said, now, son, this is what this song is called. <laughs> Just in case you didn't pick up the lyric there. <laughs> Well, you've been waiting a long time for the lyric, James. Yeah, exactly. Mm. <laughs> um, All right, say gonna, that first. Yeah, Jean Jojo. I'm going to say Telstar, but I think it was the other fellow that did Telstar. Mm. Okay, no, my pedantic warning wasn't needed there, so across we go. Mm. Warning still standing. Well, it's definitely Jean Jojo. Mm-hmm. And I can give you three part, two parts of the three part title yeah. Oxygen <laughs> Pact. <laughs> Yes, right. So, you have to say prompt at that point. Yes, uh, you know there's a prompt there. Two, I don't, it's two, a, two, two. It's uh, part two, you say? Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately for you, that was part four. Oh, so that's pedantry. <laughs> well, uh, all the uh, tracks on the album were called Good Oxygen, oxygen Part yeah. Something. So that is literally, okay. the, you have to go there. That's the right. Part two was also a single, but that is not it. All yeah. right. By Jean-Michel Jarre. Okay, so back over we go. You've got two questions. Brilliant. One of which, uh, brilliantly, Andrew, you have again presaged. Uh-huh. And here it is. Mm-hmm. What was the name of Jean-Michel Jarre's father? Oh, a composer yeah. who received three Academy Awards yeah. and a total of nine nominations. I can't really remember, unfortunately. Um, I did know that he was his father. Obviously, I'll need more than a surname here. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Oh, can't remember. Do you remember what films he did? I'm afraid to send them because I could, I could perceive another question. Um, I, I I would be uh, I could predict you won't. Okay, right. Be predicting well, I think question. he did the music to Lawrence of Arabia. Mm. Yeah. It's just oh, is it Pierre? Michel Jarre. I'm gonna have to push you for an answer. Oh, it's just say Pierre and Michel Jarre. Pierre. I uh, yeah, whatever. Mm. That's not right. Cross okay. we go. Maurice. Maurice Jarre. Oh, I wasn't sure. He's the correct you were the right, well, you had the right guy in mind. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Lawrence Arabia mm. is one of his most famous works. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, your final question. On four occasions, mm-hmm. Jean-Michel Jarre has held the record for the largest outdoor concert crowd attendance. Four different times. I'll give you the point if you can name any of the venues in which these huge concerts took place. So all I need is cities. A city, indeed. A city. Well, 
I mean, some massive place. What you like? Well, well, he only wants a city, so. Oh, I does he? Paris, London, Hamburg, yeah. Tokyo. Um, Tokyo sounds good, doesn't it? Mm. Sounds very yeah. Sure, look, we just go. We're, we're not doing well here, no. Let's so let's do just it. go yeah. crazy. Tokyo. You're going for Tokyo. Tokyo. Okay. <laughs> not. Yeah, I don't think we should have either. Yes. Cross we go. Yeah. Red mm-hmm. team. Well, he did Place la Concorde in Paris. That's one. I, I can't tell you the other ones. I think one's Berlin. I think it's Berlin's, Berlin's Platz as well. Berlin. Okay, we're playing Paris anyway. We're playing yeah. Paris. Pretty safe bet. A bit that would have been a fairly safe bet. So that is uh, correct. I'll yeah, tell you the full sure. list. Two of these four are in Paris. We're kind of throwing this away now. The first one, 1979, one million people. Mm-hmm. Then he, uh, the record, somebody else took it. He got it back in Houston, Texas in 1986. One and a half million people. Then again, back to Paris for 1990. Two and a half million people. Okay. And then uh, the last time he was in the Guinness Book of Records for this, 1997, when three and a half million people in Moscow came to see him what? perform. What? Three and a half? Th- what? Yeah. What well, do you think a traffic jam? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So at the end of that round, I can tell you uh, those teams are no longer level. Uh, yeah, I kind of guessed that, Jen. We kind of threw it all the way there. Didn't let's we? run over to Clancy for checking the scores. We'll take our second ad break. Blue to six points. Yeah. Red to 14 points. We're totally away, man. Okay, we will be back in about two minutes' time. Please knock away. This is After the Fact, the weekly trivia quiz game here on Clamaris Community Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Tonight, the questions are all about France. Now, after three rounds, we've got a bit of a gap opened up. The red team, that is uh, Michal Coyne and David Finn, are on 14 points while the blue team of Andrew Newman and James Bonson are on six. So we will see if round four can change that. Let's go. Mm-hmm. This is round four, our 20 questions round. The team that is in in this round <coughs> will get asked a question, <coughs> which could be worth one point to them. If they get it right, they get the point and they also get the next question. This can go on until the most five in a row have been asked correctly, at which point they will have to give control of the game over, but they will get a bonus six point for that achievement. A wrong answer at any stage will see the other side get the next question and also have a chance of a bonus on the one that was missed. We're going to start with the team that's trailing. That's the Blues. Blue team, are you ready? Ready. As ever. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Which annual French sporting event begins with Le Grand Départ? Well, that's got to be um, the thing, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. thing on the bikes. The thing on the bikes. Yeah. Tour de France. Tour de France, correct. Hi, Joe. <laughs> That's true. If Jerry was here, if Jerry's listening, he's going, come on. Yeah. Right, number two. As noted most famously by Julius Caesar, what name is used to describe the area of most of what is now France from before the time of the Roman conquest right through to the early Middle Ages? It's going to be gold. Isn't it? It's yeah, gold. gold. Yeah. Speak louder, please. Gold. <laughs> Too loud. <laughs> gold is right. Correct. All right, next question. By 1572, this community included as much as 10% of the French population. Which term was used in reference to those of members of the Reformed Church of France from the time of the Protestant Reformation? Huguenots. Huguenots. We are flying it. Number four. Denis Diderot was a French philosopher, art critic and writer, best known for serving as the co-founder, chief editor and contributor to which publication? The first 17 volumes of which were published between 1751 and 
So, the question again. Denis Diderot, that's D-I-D-E-R-O-T, mm-hmm. was a French philosopher, art critic and writer. He's best known for serving as the co-founder, chief editor and contributor to which publication? The first 17 volumes of it were published between 1751 and 1765. Jeez, I have no idea. Can't be a dictionary, surely. No. Oh, it's not an encyclopedia. Yeah, but a what? Galicia. <laughs> oh, no, that's the wrong thing. Yeah. 15 seconds. I'll need an answer. I don't know. I can't formulate 10 seconds. a thought. Give me a quick five, three. Say something, please. Okay, what are you going to say? Encyclopedia. Correct. No way. What are you saying? Oh, come yeah. on. They are en- encyclopedia. Okay. The equivalent of it. Wow. Uh, full name. Good the man. Encyclopedie au dictionnaire raison de science, art et de métier. Mm-hmm. But known as the encyclopedia. Right. For five in a row. Oh, this one might be right up James Bonsall's alley, actually. Oh, brilliant. Now that I see it. Uh, Inducted into the UNESCO World Heritage Site list in 1979, which complex of caves near the village of Montignac features over 600 parietal wall paintings covering the interior walls and ceilings. Lascaux. Lascaux. <laughs> Didn't that work out well for you? Lovely. Two points there. And that's a five in a row. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, back over we go to Red Team. Hello. Welcome back to the game. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry. Which is the most recent French film to win the Academy Award for Best Picture? The winner of five Oscars, albeit not, surpri- not unsurprisingly, it wasn't nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. Uh, the artist. Yeah, I was going to say. The artist? Yes, indeed, the artist. Correct. Right, uh, on we go. Next one. Which politician and diplomat, who was also a bishop of the Catholic Church between the ages of 35 and 48, managed to survive and serve in the regimes of Louis XVI, the French Revolution, Napoleon, Louis XVIII, and Louis Philippe? Okay. Who was he? There was a Richelieu involved. There wasn't the Richelieu. The Richelieu was 1640s. There is a Richelieu. It's the only there is a Richelieu in the French Revolution, but I would be very surprised if it's the same guy. So which politician and diplomat, who was also a bishop of the Catholic Church between the ages of 35 and 48, managed to survive and serve in the regimes of Louis XVI, the French Revolution, Napoleon, Louis XVIII, and Louis Philippe? Right. Yeah. Yeah, we're both agreeing this. We could be very wrong. We think it's Talleyrand. It's correct. Well done. <laughs> That's all I need, even though his full name was. This goes on for a month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, even the shortened version of that is Charles Maurice de Talleyrand Perigud. But he's known as Talleyrand. Right. That's well done. You got there. Congratulations. <laughs> a much simpler one for you now. On how many occasions has the French men's national team, football team, reached the final of the FIFA World Cup? Which is fine. Reached the final. Reached okay. the final. Yeah, no. twice. So all the twice. And then so, there was the Zizou headbutt. That's true. That's three. No. Okay, let's go back. So we're looking at 30, 34, 38. Is it three? Is it four? Is it three? Is it three? Is it three? Is it Okay, should we just play the ones we know? Yeah. Okay, three. Three is yeah. correct. Well done. 
Okay. <laughs> they were 1998, 2006, and 2018. Next question for you. French musicians Nicolas Godin and Jean-Benoit Dunkel are the two members of which music group? Air. <laughs> I didn't need to even start the clock on that one. Very good. That's right. Well, it was, if it wasn't the other ones, it had to be them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, four or five in a row yourselves. Here we go. Which army officer attained the position of Marshal of France at the end of World War I, during which time he became known as the Lion of Verdun. And he went on to serve then as Chief of State of Vichy France from 40 to 44, and ultimately spent his last years in prison, having been convicted of treason at the end of World War II. So what was that person's name? Marshal of France at the end of World War I. He was known as the Lion of Verdun. He went on then to serve as Chief of State of Vichy, France, from 1940 to 44, and ultimately spent his last years in prison, having been convicted yeah. of treason following the end of World War II. Okay. Pétain. Pétain. Correct. Philippe Pétain. Well, uh, we always knew him as Marshal. That's... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Across we go. And... Uh, we're back to uh, blue team. You're in. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's two fives in a row. In a in a row. Mm -hmm. Fives in a row in a row. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Half of its 296,711 inhabitants in 2019 lived in the metropolitan area of Cayenne, the capital city. 98.9% of the land territory of which overseas department of France is covered by forest. Maybe something stupid okay. French Guyana. Why would that be stupid? Well, Can we have the question again rather than yeah. arguing? Sure. Half, <laughs> half of its 296,711 inhabitants in 2019 lived in the metropolitan area of yeah. Cayenne, its capital city. 98.9% of the land territory of which overseas department of France is covered by forest. Which, say it. which, which one do you say? French Guyana. It, it's just not said very many people, 296,000. It is, I know, but I wasn't really thinking clearly because it had a well, French about name to it. Reunion Island. Oh, fair enough. I don't mind that either. So you've got 23 seconds. Do you want to see that? Reunion Island? Yeah, well, it's small. Go for it then. Reunion Island. As in La Reunion. La Reunion. Okay. You want to upset him? Okay. Over we go. We're going to upset him. Go on. It's French Guyana. It is French Guyana. That's correct. It's good that we worked it out as a team. Yeah, Both thanks, teams. James. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah, you James. That. As a team, you took the right answer. Yeah. And you said, no, yeah. I don't like it. it. Yeah, I think it's a very small population. It was very well argued, James. It was completely wrong. James brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, so Reds are back in, and here's their next question. On the 7th of January 2015, two brothers, Saeed and Sharif Koachi, forced their way into the offices of which French satirical newspaper and there shot and killed 12 people and injured 11 others. Je suis Charlie, Charlie Hebdo. Charlie Hebdo is correct. Well done. Next question. Which French aristocrat and military officer fought in the, who fought in the American Revolutionary War, commanding troops in several battles, including the Siege of Yorktown, subsequently returned to France, where he was a key figure in the French Revolution of 1789, and even later, the July Revolution of 1830? Yeah, yeah, Lafayette. Yeah, Lafayette, correct. And again, I can give you the full name here. 
Gilbert Dumotier, Marquis de Lafayette. He's in Hamilton. He sings really well. <laughs> he sings really well. Well, that's good to know. Okay, where are we on there? Three in a row. Four in a row, maybe. Here we go. In 1901, French poet René Francois Armand Sully Prudhomme, nickname was Sully, was the first person to be awarded what honour? Nobel Prize for Literature. Okay, fair enough. Nobel Prize for Literature. Yes, it is. That's correct. Well played. And for uh, five in a row again, perhaps. Here we go. Sticking in the world of the uh, arts, I guess. The Oath of the Horatai, the Death of Marat, and Napoleon at the San Bernard Pass are some of the most famous works of French French artist. It's not. What is it? It's not David. It's it's Death of Marat. Is Delacroix. Sorry, Delacroix. No, hold on, hold on. Uh, say the paintings again. The Oath of the Horatai, the Death of Marat, and Napoleon at the Saint Bernard Pass are some of the most famous works of which French artist? Oh, no, no, hold on. Um, the Saint Bernard. That's all the dead bodies, basically. Like no, that's that's the wrath. That's the wrath of Medusa. No, no, no. Napoleon on the horse and all, all the basically the star of Frenchmen. I think it's Delacroix. Delacroix. Delacroix, John? Delacroix, okay. <laughs> it's incorrect. So across we go. The only thing I've got was David. What about yourself? Fair enough. But okay. The, the Napoleon the horse isn't. Give us a vote. Give me an answer. David. David, David, yeah. David, yes, correct. Full name Jacques Louis David. Mm -hmm. All right, and you're in. And this is your next question. Cool. Which Highland region in the middle of southern France? consisting of mountains and plateaus, covers about 15% of the country. That. Alsace. Alsace. <laughs> very quick answer there, and I'm afraid well, it's correct. Well, I didn't know. So across we go. Can we get it again? Which highland region in the middle of southern France, consisting of mountains and plateaus, covers about 15% of the area of the country? Massif Central. Yes, it is. The Massif Central. What else could be? No, Alsace. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> that been over on the German border. All right. So it's back to the Reds again. Which king and chieftain of the Arverni tribe united the Gauls in a revolt against Roman forces during the last phase of Julius Caesar's Gallic Wars, which we're already referred to? Oh, there's one name I have. Yeah, that's it. If I'm wrong, I really apologize. Is it Vershintatorix? Um... Don't make him ask that again. Uh, <laughs> say it again, please. No, it's not. I'm going to give it to him. Yeah. Uh, I think he, he's got all the syllables there. Absolutely. Just yeah. maybe not quite the right order as such. I have it Vers here, Dave, as Versingetrix. Vers yeah, Versingetrix. Versingetrix. Okay. You're assuming you're you're doing a very Anglo-Saxon. Just <laughs> <laughs> thinking of the traditional Gawah. Yeah, I, I just remember. I, I've read it. I haven't been able to pronounce it. Go. Sure. All right. Uh, your question is, which political party was founded on the 6th of April 2016 by Emmanuel Macron, a former Minister of Economy, Industry and Digital Affairs, who was, of course, later elected President of the French Republic? Oh, yeah. En Marche. En Marche. I'll take it. Yeah. Full name La Republique, En Marche, but known as En Marche. Two questions left in the set. And here's the first of those two. By what name is Armand Jean Duplessis, a French clergyman, nobleman and statesman, now known to history? His reputation today is due mostly, I think, to his role as the lead villain in the works of Alexandre Dumas. <laughs> that. 
Was he a cat or a dog in that? Or no? He was a fox. I thought was he was he more of a hyena type jackal type thing, but he definitely wasn't a. Was he? No, it, no, no, my lady was a cat. My lady was a cat. Was you know, he's raised all sorts of uh, animal husbandry issues. Will you just say the name get on for Colonel Richelieu. Correct. <laughs> yes, arch nemesis of Dog Tanyon, of course. And the final Classics. question of the set, which is actually another five in a row chance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just to put the tin hat on the score, here we go. Originating in French cafes and bars, a quick snack, a croque monsieur, which is the French for Mr. Crunch. <laughs> I like that, actually. I didn't know that today. Is a baked or fried ham and cheese sandwich. What, though, can you tell me, is added to a croque monsieur to turn it into a croque madame? Uh, cool. Look at the sauce. It's like Hollandaise or a bechamel sauce. It just stands vile. Makes sense, no? It's toasted ham. It could be something like, you know, it's a ham and cheese. It's like a tomato. Yeah. Something equally, you know. No, it's the French. They wouldn't put tomato on a toasted cheese. Um, They're without the sauce, though. Yeah, let's go with a hollandaise sauce. I'm going with a hollandaise. Okay. I thought egg for the pure... An egg, I second that. It's correct. Yay. Specifically, uh, but I'm not being pedantic here, a fried egg. All right. On top of the crook. The French do not... Being a womanly type of uh, thing. All right, so let us go and check. That's the final. That's the final question set. Of course, let's go and check the final scores. Blue team fourteen points. Red team twenty-eight points. Really? Okay. Twenty-eight points to fourteen. Win for the Reds. Congratulations, Red team. Well done, Reds. That was I think good. I don't want to be here for at least yeah, the whole. Yeah, I thought they had fifteen. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got them for 14, and that's... Okay, fair enough. It's, there's no points difference going to Calder, I think, at the end of the I think it's fair to say that you won. Regardless of how badly we lost. Yeah, exactly. All right, so congratulations, Reds. Hard luck to the Blues. Uh, Andrew will see you probably for the season never finale, again. whenever that happens. No, we're done. No, uh, next James, week. see you in the time again. Yes, yep. Uh, good, good luck to our Galway team. Talk to you soon, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, Bye-bye. and thank you to our audience at home. Uh, don't forget, if you're listening to us online, stay tuned for the podcast extras are coming up in a moment. And we'll be back in about a week's time. So until then, goodbye and have a good time. Podcast Extra Blue Team 2 Points Red team two points. So the sides are dead level. Right, I'll have to get out the coin of power now and we'll uh, see who's going first. Oh, in round two. Actually, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 yeah, yeah. Dead level? Yes. Am I wrong? Tell me why. Because we got a bonus. We got one each. That's three. And the lad's only got one. Oh, I've, I give them that's one true. point. You you did. Excuse oh, me. I die. This is... Thank you. I'm, well, I'm glad that's what you're there for. And I'm, I'm, I'm okay I with that. I didn't do the <laughs> I was going, what's going on there, John? But I just heard the whoa, whoa, whoa. So I just let you off. I had faith in his maths, to be honest. I didn't even question it. Okay, hold on. We're going to go back over to Clancy now for an update on the scores. Really? Blue team one points. Oh, hang on. Red team three points. Go on. Stuart's inquiry. We're going to get the the, um, grammar right. Pot has gold here. All right, here we go. (laughs) One more time, Clancy. (laughs) Blue team one point. 
Red to three points. There we go. Now I think I'm right this time. Are you, no, right? Not, Are you sure now, John? Do we get four and a one? You can't get four in this game, James. You can get three. Ah, you know what? Yeah, that explains that. <laughs> John, don't ruin it for... How did I win one of those? I have no idea what's happening. Okay, <laughs> anybody want to break or anything, or will they just go Yeah, back? I'm going to go down to check the missus, because she's going to go swimming in a little while. All right. See if she needs a babysitter. Need to bed. Go do it. Make it so. <laughs> <laughs> nice bit of French cursing there for him. Okay. It's, it's, it's when you do it once, it's like, okay, you're being cautious. When you do it twice, you're being an idiot. Mm. Now I do need to toss a coin, actually. You do. An actual coin. Yeah. So, David, since you're left, you call and. Uh, so, you've got uh, here, we've got an Irish Euro 10 cent. Uh, you've got head is the 10 and tail is the harp. Which do you uh, want? Let's go heads. Okay. And head it is. Oh, I don't. I do not feel in the need. To, I, I need to consult before I make a decision. <laughs> okay, that's fine. We'll wait until. Uh... My gut instinct is to go second, but I, I will wait to see if I might get overruled by by wiser heads. All right. Any sign of Mike there, David? Um, there's sound of something. Yes, he's, he has. Oh, oh, he I has, think has, I hear. I hear his re reappearance. Do you want to go first or second? No, no, no. You won the coin toss there, Michal. First. First, and first. Okay. okay. Was overruled by smart by, by better people. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna play the ad sting and we'll be back then. Particular word because of <laughs> No no, there are radio laws as well, he still can't say it. Fikra is is offering to leave so that Adric could curse out loud. It's just you shouldn't <laughs> grant him that privilege, Fikra. Just stay there, you're fine. Surely it's better uh, if Andrew leaves and then the whole world can share in his... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rather than just the four of us. Well, look at it, Andrew. Uh, on the flip side, you, you were first in round four. Brilliant. So you've got that bonus. Whoopee. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. As in La Reunion. La Reunion. Okay. Well, now that's the wrong button there. That's the button I want. Okay, thank you, everybody. Andrew's done some cursing off mic. Yep. But we're back well, done, man. well done, lads. That was good. You know, sometimes I miss being on the red team. I forget that I'm not on the red <laughs> yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. Do you know? <laughs> Do you know, then? Red team was so much fun last year. Yeah, the blue team's been the one with the fun this year. So. Blue team, but it hasn't panned out so far. <laughs> blue team has been interesting. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> Podcast extra super bonus time. And James is steps on Fikra's here. <clears throat> Fikra, hello. 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 Fikra is apparently oh. brought a warm up question for us all to do. Oh, cool. oh excellent. So, uh, are you going to unveil this warm up question, sir? Okay. Here we go. Better sit in Fikra. Sit in Fikra. Oh, yeah, sit in a bit. Yes. What's the question, Fikra? Go. What were the top 10 biscuits purchased in Ireland in 2018? Right. The top 10 biscuits. Okay. I'll start with digestives. Prompt. What, you need a brand. Okay. Mc, McVitie's digestives. Yeah, some are brand specific. Yeah. Yeah, do you want a pen to do some tickage? Yeah, there's one. All right, Andrew. We're going to go around the room Jacob's first. Jacob's McAdle, to be precise. <laughs> Ooh, very precise. So is that okay, Fiaker? Is that on the list? Yeah. Yeah, right. Good. James? Uh, I won't. I, I know. You know the list. I'll okay. Michal. Um, should we play Jacob's Fig Rolls? No. Ooh. 
Shock faller at the first hurdle. Right. David. Well, I would go for, for Kimberly. No. Kimberly? Oh, my God. All right. We're old school, yeah. <laughs> I think you boys are, you're obviously looking at too much of treats. Uh, they're, they're treat level biscuits you're looking at there. Since the gift has worked so well, I'm going to play Rich Tea next. Yes. Ah, sweet. So, no, are these oh, all Irish biscuits? Uh, no, yeah. no. They're, all right. Well, they're, they're available. You know. Okay, they're, let's they're go with, uh, I'm going to go totally mad here. Oreos. Ah, uh, yes. Oreo oh, my vanilla. God, really? Oreo <laughs> vanilla. Where did this, this Va- come but from? Listen, this vanilla. <laughs> not, not regular Oreos. But is this, a, is, this a, is this an American list of some sort? This is, this is based on sales at Tesco Island. Tesco Island, right. Okay. I didn't even know there was an Oreo vanilla. Michal and David, you both have lost one life, so you're, you're, on, yeah. you're on the, uh, on the plank here. Oreos, we were rare. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, okay, Jaffa Cakes. No. Famously, Whoa. Jaffa Cakes are not a biscuit. Oh, oh no, that's hard. I feel, into that I feel sympathy because yep. they were my next biscuit, Mike, if I hadn't come <laughs> round. To, come to round be honest, me. there is a really contentious one on this list. All right, okay. I, I do not support. Oh, okay. You know, we'll get to that later. David? Okay, so, right, so, given I'm out of touch with the modern biscuit eating <laughs> you, um, oh, no, this is, I'm, I, may, I may go a bit too specific here, but chocolate hobnobs. Uh, no. Aye. Okay. Wow. Wow. Now, he, wow. The way he delayed and chopped it I, I'm going to play uh, bourbons. Uh, yes. Yeah, three for three. <laughs> Number nine. Did anybody say big rolls? Yes. yes. Oh, here and it was a no. All right, then. Suggestive rich tea and bourbons. This yeah. is a USA box of biscuits. Is, <laughs> well, I think that could be your, your, your little lead in now, too. Ah, uh, no. Oh, you're out. Sure, you boys are out. They're you're out. out. Hard luck. Boxes. You're gone. Boxes. Foxes, yeah. What? Mm. Uh, oh, wait. <laughs> Don't they do the glassy <laughs> No, wait. They're like they're. I predict is going to change midstream here because he heard Fakra begin a, a syllable that was. I like, didn't hear mm. that. <laughs> I didn't hear it unfortunately. Oh, did you not? Go on, was uh, it? Foxes circle, or whatever they're called. Foxes circle. Yes. No. No, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, that's one life gone for you. I think. Okay. And they're out. Me, I'm at two lives. Ooh. Uh, hmm. Uh, uh, mm, Jersey creams. Mm, okay. No. All right. I'm gone. That's one life gone for me, Andrew. Okay. Jeremy Dodgers. No. Oh, okay. I think I win. You did, John. <laughs> you know, can we go pl- custard creams? Nope. No. No. Wow. Do you want to give us the rundown? What's going on? This is a. I've uh, got nothing left. Um, uh, niece biscuits. No. Do you okay. mean nice? Chocolate fingers. <laughs> No. Okay, tell us the list so far. That's, um, that's that's the entire so Tesco range. Number one, which you didn't get, was milk chocolate digestive. So chocolate digestive is different to digestive. Oh, the, yeah. There's three different digestives. Cro- t- three different digestives? Yeah. Um, there's chocolate chip cookies, Kit Kat. Kit 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 Kat. Oh, that's a Kit Kat is not... <laughs> I would point out this is based on Tesco Ireland sales data. Tesco Ireland's way of dividing exactly. Stuff, right? Okay. Um, then you got Oreo vanilla. Um, number five was Cadbury snack shortcake biscuit. I was thinking of a snack, but that thought no. Yeah, again, I'd be thinking chocolate. Hmm. Yeah, go on. Uh, then you got McVitie's digestive rich tea. Then the one, uh, then number eight was Tesco value digestive. Oh, oh come digestive. on, digestives. Um, Bourbon Creams and Jacob's Mikado. Mikado, oh, Mikado was oh, 10. No, All right, okay. Thank you for that, Fiacra. Oh. 
Excellent that's question, thank you. That's going to bug me how, how the Mikado has jumped ahead of the Kimberleys. <laughs> Manipulation of figures there. All right, we're going to start our quiz program now.